Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get ready It's that time of the week again. We should have rehearsed that beat. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. Stacey and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table, something we're thinking but not saying. Coming up this app. That actually have told me that I'm too good looking to be in a wheelchair. And what the the fuck does that even mean? Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. A very hungry Christy Mercer today. What? Where's your lunch? I've already eaten my dinner as my lunch. And I just, (laughs) I'm like, I'm hungry, but I'm also not, but I just can't stop eating. What's wrong with you? I don't That's know. That's the story of my life. Oh, hello. <laughs> we have a guest. We are speaking to uh, Rhiannon Tracy. Now, Rhiannon, just sit tight for a second, please. Uh, because We, we need to do your big intro yeah, and all that kind got of... A, I feel like you've got a lot to intro. You're basically standing behind the curtain at the moment and we're on the front of the stage yeah. and we haven't done your big and intro you've, and you've popped your head out and gone... Hey guys, and you've started heckling us already. <laughs> but I tell you what, I I'm we loving love it. it. Yeah. We love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So you need to get some food, and well, look, let's just get into this because if you haven't listened to the show before, basically we are two radio chicks that talk shit on this podcast. Uh, thoughts you're thinking but not saying, and then happen to get a radio show from it. Ha <laughs> ha. Bob's your uncle. But um, We have to say that every ten or so minutes throughout this podcast, as each of um, us, the three of us, bring our topic, there is a duck. That is basically an alarm clock that we call Philip. That he wraps us up so we know to move on to the next one. Because there've been a few complaint—not complaints. But People a few, just have a few known. mentions of late where it's like, "What the fuck is that duck?" That's right. It's just now, so you know. um, at the age of twenty, Rhiannon had a bit of a life-changing—not oh, bit of—a life-changing holiday in Bali. Uh, dived into a pool, hit her neck, and caused a spinal cord injury. Uh, she rushed to hospital, um, emergency surgery was delayed. There's a lot of shit that went down, which we can obviously speak to her, but has ended up uh, leaving her in a wheelchair and now does some incredible uh, inspiring things, which is exactly why we wanted to get her on the show. She's a speaker, a mentor, an advocate, and a blogger um, and opened up a spinal cord injury recovery centre called The Next Step. And we are talking about Rhiannon Tracy. Welcome back onto the stage, Rhiannon. Come out from behind the curtain, <laughs> Rhiannon. Wow, that's impressive. I'm here. I'm here now. You're one impressive person, aren't you? What an introduction. It sounds all so dramatic when somebody else says it. See, we told you we were going to – It's your life. So we've got to amp it up. We don't have to amp much up, actually, to be honest. Um, But I don't know. I think that sometimes you need to get the level of depth around your your experience because I think you live in it and you move through it. But it's a pretty, pretty full-on thing that you've done. Oh, look, for me, it's just life now. It's just life how I know it. I've been in this situation now for 
coming up to eight years and, you know, being so young when I had this injury, for me, living my life in a wheelchair or even in a hospital bed for that matter, was just didn't sound too appealing, as you can imagine. So for me, it was just kind of give up or give it all you bloody got. And, you know, I took the better option and here I am today. Yeah. That's so amazing. And because, now you're on the bloody podcast. Because there must be, like, was there, were there a moment that you made that decision? Like, do you remember the actual day or the time or whatever it was where you go, you know, what you just said, I can give up or I can give it everything? Do you remember uh, the moment? Was there one? I do. There absolutely was, and I reckon I still have those moments some days. But, um, look, I I guess I got to a point in hospital where I had all these people wanting to come and visit me, and I was shutting everyone out. And, you know, I, I come from a family of quite tough love. Tough love is what gets us through. And I just basically had, um, you know, a friend and my mum turn around one day and say, you know what, we can actually stop coming and visiting you and we can stop being here for you because – you know, you're really just a sad sack of shit to be around. So, you know, and I guess that was a bit of a wake-up call for me. And, you know, also knowing that there were so many other people that were in a worse-off situation. Like, for me, you know, I was still able to do you know, slight movements of one hand and, you know, that that was a huge thing for somebody who had my level of injury. So, you know, I guess I just had to pull my head in a little bit and realise that, hey, things were pretty shit, but there was people out there that were in so much, so much worse situations. Yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. that, that still to this day pushes me through the bad days and the yeah. bad days, you know, just make the good days even better. So Yeah, yeah it's true. So it good. is true. All right, let's get cracked into this, uh, this episode. If you haven't listened to the show before, we each bring a gem to the table, chew the fat, fill up the duck will rein us in uh, so we don't carry on and babble for three days uh, <laughs> and um, and we'll each do a bit of a contents to give you an idea of what you can expect from the episode. Chicks, do you want to give us a quick headline on what you want to talk about this week? Yeah, I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about actually for the last week and a bit since we had a big photo shoot for work and that is... Um, I reckon for the first time in my life I've felt comfortable not wearing things that are super tight. Mm-hmm. On my body, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I want to. Uh, I've been thinking about that a bit actually, and uh, a friend of mine that I reckon, and so many other people would be able to relate to that. Yeah. What did you want to bring, Rhiannon? Do you want to give us a little headline? Oh yeah, I want to talk about wheelchair etiquette, and I'm not talking about people in wheelchairs. I'm talking about able-bodied people that actually socialise with or around people in chairs. So that's been something that I reckon for the last eight years has absolutely done my head in. Mm -hmm. So I want to bring that to the table. I want to bring to the table um, long-distance friendships uh, and when things really start, I don't know, you start to build a life somewhere else um, and and it starts to become pretty magic and then your best friends are witnessing it on Instagram. And just the interesting part of that because there's lots of good happening. So everyone's happy for each other. Yeah. But then it's like a hard happy. Yeah. It's a really weird happy. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good one. Mm. Yeah, I've felt that before. Um, Rihanna, being our guest, do you want to kick off um, the wheelchair etiquette topic that you want to bring to the the show? (laughs) Absolutely. This gets raised all the time on social media and I always have my input because it's just such a topic that – You know, like I said, it absolutely does my head in, but it's pretty close to my heart as well because I think it just, it really makes ignorant people stand out when this happens. But um, look, without pumping up my own tyres, I want to say that, yeah, I'm, you know, a decent looking chick. Well, you you are. I can confirm. Um, You're an absolute hottie. (laughs) 
Um, you know, and getting my confidence back after my injury was a huge, you know, a huge process. So, you know, I'm, I'm one that I, I can take a compliment, but when the comp, the compliment comes in this manner, it just really pisses me off. So I've had so many experiences where I've been out with girlfriends and, you know, we're at a bar and you meet guys and it's generally guys um, that actually have told me that I'm too good looking to be in a wheelchair and, you know, what the fuck, fuck does that even mean? Fuck does oh, that I'm mean? Not, it, if you I'm were to not, sit here, Rhiannon, just sorry to interrupt, but if you were to sit here and try and be the most compassionate, empathetic person you could possibly be and try to figure out where in fucking God's name they're coming from, where would you start? Like what, why do you think oh, they say things like that? Look, I think that it is just a matter of ignorance and they don't actually realise that, you know, the effect that it could have on somebody's mentality in my situation. And there is obviously a difference between a compliment and an insult, but, you know, they probably see it as a huge compliment. I see it as an insult because, you know, in this situation, these injuries can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter, you know, what you look like, who you are, what race you are, what gender you are. It It can happen to anyone. And, you know, just... It goes from being told that, you know, you're too good looking or you're too nice or you're too pretty to be in a wheelchair to the next level is when they tell me that I'm faking it because I stand up at the bar or I stand up at a restaurant to pay just like everyone else. I'm lucky that I can do so, but I've had people tell me, you know, oh, you're faking it. And hey, nobody wants to fake this kind of lifestyle. So that just really pisses me off. And I don't know where people get off saying that. I reckon the most warped parties though, Rhiannon, and I think you're right. I think with the you're too pretty to be in a wheelchair thing, people, I think people almost genuinely mean that as a compliment. Like I don't, I don't think they're going in going, oh, this will be, you know, the most backhanded compliment ever. I think they're actually probably trying to pay you a compliment. But, but I'm just all so for, warped. I, I'm all for empathy and I, I kind of think a lot of people, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people are really, as you say, really ignorant. But I think at the same time, then there's the next step of learning from it. And I think with boys, a lot of the time when you do comment and you're like, yeah, I probably know that's ignorant. Or yeah, I probably know my mate sounded ignorant. But then they don't change. So it's it's something so different if you have learned that that has been offend, offensive and mm. then continue to do it. Have you ever said to someone, you know, that is really ridiculous or that is that it? Have you ever gone back or do you just not waste your energy? Um, I reckon that's how my... Well, I generally tell everyone a different story on how I had my injury. So that's where I came up with the story that, you know, I'd been bitten by a shark or I'd been shot in the back because I just felt like with such a, with such a, I guess, reversed comment as you're too pretty to be in a wheelchair, I wanted to throw in, you know, a stupid reason as to why I'm in a wheelchair and see what their reaction was because, you know, I, I... I probably have been in a few situations where I've just kind of laid into them and I'm not going to lie, I've probably had a couple of drinks to, you know, allow me to have that kind of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So what have you said back? Well, um, if I'm too pretty to be in a wheelchair, you say something about, oh, I've been bitten on the back by a shark. So. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, generally what follows is... I'm Mick Fanning. We're we're mates now, yeah. Do you well, get it? What follows, generally with what follows after that compliment is how did you have your injury or, you know, how did you get in this situation? And that's when I say, you know, like. Get in this situation is funny too, isn't it? It just really As in like you've done to, it to yourself. Yeah. 
ahead. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think when people see me because, you know, these injuries are so different with everyone else, like a spinal cord injury is like a snowflake, no two are the same. So because I can move around, you know, which I couldn't do initially, but because I, I guess I do sometimes look like an able-bodied person sitting in a wheelchair, it just really pisses me off because I know how much work I've had to do to actually be able to, I guess, look the way I do and, and move the way I do. So do you reckon, I think it's more of... Do you reckon you'll get to a point where you don't? Like where people could say whatever they wanted to say or, you know, say offensive stuff and you could come back and kind of not feel it? Do you reckon you'll, I don't know, do you get to a place within your own self-confidence and worth and your own recovery that that stuff doesn't bother you? Um, I hope so. It's not so much that it bothers me. I reckon that I've put up a bit of a wall with it. But, you know, I do have a lot of other females that are in chairs that, um, you know, like are in kind of worse off situations than me. And it, it kind of frustrates me for them because I know that, you know, they haven't gotten to that point. I'm, mm. I'm a big per- I'm one of those people that just takes in a lot of other people's. Fr- I'm an empath. So I, I take in everyone's, you know, emotions. And I think... I feel frustrated because I know how it can affect other people. Other people, yeah. So you're getting frustrated not just for yourself but for the people that you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I guess, you know, it's it's given me, you know, it's given me ammo because now I I guess use my confidence and, and, um, you know, my looks as some people would say to, you know, talk about how hard it is being a woman in a wheelchair because, you know, it's bloody hard. I've got to deal with all that stuff that every able-bodied woman deals with but in a wheelchair. So, you know, it uh, can be quite difficult. Of course. And, it's and you, yeah, it already is, as you said, difficult. So it's so full-on to then be adding extra bits and pieces on top of it and not just extra bits and pieces, but you know what I mean. Um, but it's a funny one because I think it's one of those things as well where uh, – Innocence sometimes with language is not good enough. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think you, we Absolutely. we need to watch our language and we need to watch our words. Mm. And I, I've really this year done this whole big transformation around just understanding how integral it is for us to understand our words. And, and mm. I'm not very good at sayings and bits and pieces, but I do speak from the heart and I do, and I do yeah. speak honestly. So I think I kind of am able to do that in my own way. But I do also think that... On the flip side of that, I do shoot things out of my mouth quickly. I would never say anything like that, but I do. So you think wouldn't say you're too you're too ugly to not be in. No, I would never. No, anyway. because it's not something that you would ever think. Well, no, I wouldn't no. think that. That's right. But I think at yeah. the same time, um, we need to be really mindful of choosing. Of what comes out of our mouth. Yeah, yeah, I think so because you might say you're, and you sound incredibly strong, incredibly incredibly brave and courageous. But that doesn't mean that on a bad day it doesn't go somewhere, you know. And often oh, I think when we're confident people especially women that are confident and look like they're completely um strong in themselves people also get a little bit looser around that kind of language they're kind of like well she can handle it and i i think that's fucking bullshit yeah that's so not Um, and so i think it also is really important on the flip side of that for everybody to watch their language with each other but also on the flip side of that to ensure that you're always showing vulnerability because then, I don't know, Absolutely. it gives you a little bit of a an idea to the people around you that you aren't, you know, made of bloody steel. 
Yeah, you know? I think so. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. that is. We've a, all got a heart. Yeah, we do. I think that is a really good, a really good thing to say because I reckon. Yeah, Stace is right, Rhiannon. I reckon sometimes when you make those funny off the cuff comments about the shark bite or whatever, you you know, it seems like on the outer or the exterior yeah. that yeah. it's not affecting yeah. you. But when you know you're having a, a shit day or you've got PMS or something, you know, a couple of weeks later that might pop into your head, and that's not fair. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Totally right. agree. Oh, this has been a learning lesson for me as well. Well, yes, we like yeah, to welcome. throw them out. It's yeah. cheap, cheap therapy around this joint. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, well, it hasn't been cheap for me, let me tell you, and I'm throwing out some of the wise crackers, so it's quite expensive. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Back to your story. <laughs> Don't worry. We've been waiting for you at thethinkergirls.com.au to catch um, up. <laughs> I want to bring to the table something um, that I've been thinking about actually for the last couple of weeks since we had our big photo shoot um, for Kiss FM, which, I mean, it was just pretty pretty amazing to look around firstly. And when there was just like 15 people, it was catered for people like, do you want a coffee? And we were like, What? What is this life? We mm. feel just that's royalty. Oh, we went only <laughs> went only a year ago, and we loved it just as much. But it's just very different when it's just us two and a photographer up against their bedroom wall, like you know, shoved in the the corner because she said that's where the best light came in, and we started <laughs> ourselves and up with op shop clothes, and you know, it's, it was just very sur- it was very surreal. But of course, what came along with that was having a bigger team and having more resources mm. and having a stylist on board, which was a bit of fun to play around with different looks to be able to really make a good go of these photos, not only for the show, but then also to really capture the essence of our brand and, and also who we are as people, because that is essentially what our brand is, right? So that was all very, very exciting. And when we had a fitting, you know, and the stylist brought in like just bags and bags and bags of clothes and shoes and shit to try on, it's funny because you see all of these like amazing bits and pieces and fur and glitter and metallic and you just have these little girl moments where you're just so excited. And it's funny because a lot of the different pieces and things that I was picking up and trying on um, weren't really stuff that I would A, have in my wardrobe or B, even back to six months ago, have felt really comfortable to wear, namely because they're not super tight. And when I Mm. go out on a night out or if I think I'm going to an event or in a wedding or a a girls' night out or whatever, I realise that every single thing that I would wear, and you pointed this out, Stace, every kind of thing that I would wear would be really figure-hugging without me even really – realizing that that's something that I do all of the time when I put that hat on of going out. I think I just realized that was your confidence space. Mm. Like rather than even going, don't do that or do this or whatever. I just realized that that was kind of what you, uh, thank you, I've just been brought a coffee. Um, Thank you, Matt. Speaking of having made it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it helps. It helps. Seriously. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting because I, I just had noticed that that was just where you felt most comfy and when you do photo shoots, yes. you want to be most comfy. Yeah. And, and I would think that a lot of people too would feel the total opposite. Like I know with mm, myself as my style has evolved and being the curvy girl that I am, I was always into, you know, the baggier, not so fitted clothes. But I reckon as I've gotten older – my style's changed where I am from wearing more fitted clothes because I actually feel the opposite. I feel like yeah. it's funny, my yeah. body. Isn't it's, that funny? It's different and it's different for everybody and it wasn't until we were going through some of the photos that Stace goes – Mate, I'm so proud of you because I don't reckon even a couple, maybe six months, a year ago, that you would have worn that stuff that's a little bit baggier, that doesn't show where your waist comes in or that your that your legs are. Well, are I must a, say, in my opinion, it still does show a waist. It, it's interesting to see that you saw it like the baggier top and the skirt was quite f- still fitted. It so was you still did fitted, have a waist, but yeah. I'm just saying some of the, the stuff. The hourglass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would feel like, oh no, I need to accentuate it more because I mean, if the, if these jeans are a little bit bigger it'll, people will think that I'm that big and that would be the big, worst thing yeah. possible I don't want people to think that I am bigger than I actually am and that's why wearing the tight clothes always came back to I can prove to people and show them that this is the outline of my body because mm. it's stuck right to it so there's no mistaking that I am a, a size 14 when I'm actually in fact a size 10 you know mm-hmm. and I was I've been thinking about that since you said that a couple of weeks ago and there's a particular friend in my life that every single time that we go out or or even just like catch up for a coffee every single time we do she's wearing something so short and so fitted like it's been sprayed on and she is not a very confident person within her herself and within her own figure because it's something that I talk to her mm. a fair bit about and you can kind of visibly see it when she's meeting new people or you're chatting to her she's not like she just gives off this feeling of not being physically that confident in herself, kind of always tugging at things or pulling them down or pulling her boobs up. That's, or It's interesting to notice that on people, isn't it? I have a friend yep. that always pulls down his T-shirt. So it's like around a particular area of his body. It's always tugging at it. Which is hilarious because it's like nobody even notices that bit apart from you. So the fact that you're pulling it and you're pulling attention to it. I used to be so full on about my boobs when I was younger. So everything, I would just be constantly pulling up tops. To cover your boobs. Yeah, even though I wore tops that you could probably see them, I was conscious the whole time of it. So it wasn't comfy in it. And it was this realisation where I got, where I thought, you know, like, you, as you said, Rhiannon, you would think that the that the standard would kind of be if you're not confident in your body, you'd wear things to kind of hide your outline. But then that, that not confidence in yourself and your physicality can come in so many different shapes and forms as well. Mm. Um, and I think it's interesting how, like, I know if I saw a bigger girl in tight clothes, the first kind of thing that I – I would think would be, oh, she must be really confident. So to hear that your friend, you know, isn't as confident as, you know, she'd like to be because I know I've got some, you know, friends that are that are quite big girls that, um, you know, don't exactly dress for their body shape. But, um, you know, they rock their outfits and, mm. and you know, walk and walk and walk and talk the talk and as I if think, they are the yeah, most confident person. And I, and I think it's not about – I just – I hate the words like not for their body shape or, you know, and, and it probably isn't the most flattering. Define what that means. Like who mm. made the yeah, fucking made rules that? of what we stand by? <laughs> like 
If yeah. you feel good in it, then fucking wear it. Because like, it's so true. That is the most attractive camel thing. Toe. Never wear a camel toe. I don't know. I've got things that I would wear that have camel toe <laughs> oh, all I, the time. I mean, that's just uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. I don't need I don't need material wedged up my uh, fucking vagina flaps, you know. Unless like. you're a Kardashian, I feel like they always have Well, I feel like I feel like sometimes quite, it can look good. Have, well, they have quite plump flaps. So I don't flaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're quite plump, like almost like they've got they're lip fillers on there. Yeah. So I feel like it yeah. wouldn't really be cutting into their clit, but I feel like when I, it's happening to me, I'm like Am I bleeding? Like, this is insane. I seriously do think that you can wear whatever if you're wearing it with confidence. And that's what I've realised yeah. the older that I've gotten. I agree. It doesn't really matter what it looks like. If you're rocking it and you really feel good in it, it's just the sexiest thing. Guys, girls, whoever, regardless of your shape. I don't know. It just gives off this kind of energy. So if you're not, I don't know, if you're not confident in yourself regardless of what you're wearing, I don't know, I reckon you see that or pick up on that first. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it, how also you do. And I think as well people will jump on board exactly what you're going to go, you know, what you're going to project. You you do set a tone. Plus you surround yourself with the right people that are going to do that. If you've got people that are a bit judgy, remember A, cut them, and B, they are <laughs> judgy because they are insecure in themselves. Yeah. So it's no, never a, it's never about you. It's never about you. Ever, mm, ever, ever. Mm. They're kind of looking at what you're looking at what you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. Looking at their Because it's wearing. about them too, yeah. It's, well, it's all <laughs> about them. Mm. It's actually got nothing mm. to do about the girl that's walking across the road or the guy that's parking his car. If you're at the cafe, I'm just imagining you're at a cafe. Mm. But um, it's got it's got nothing to do with those people. Yeah, but it was, it's been a real moment, guys. Yeah, it's really good. Seriously, <laughs> to make that realisation where I'm like, my fear was that people thinking that I was bigger than I was is the worst thing that could possibly happen. I'm like, what a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, well, take it easy on yourself. No, I'm just saying, like, I feel, I don't know, it's just not even a thought now. Yeah, well, that's great. Mm. So, so great. And I think you need to have the dickhead parts, and I, your words. To um, compare. To yeah, get up. That's yeah, true. To change. Yeah. Reckon the girls are over sharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. Uh, so this year, um, this year I've it's been an interesting one because I I suppose after living in a different state for a year now, you start to really settle. And mm. when when uh, probably at the beginning of this year, I went oh shit, had a bit of a fright about settling again mm. because you're like whoa, this is still. This place, you know, and as much as I love where I live, there are what the actual f. What is happening? You're getting a call from someone very random. Um, that is hilarious. How? Rude. Um, yeah, that is incredibly hilarious. Anyway, um, I just do not even know what to think about that. Sorry, Rhiannon. I'm just like it's one of those days. I've had a few of those phone calls too. A rogue what phone call. The fuck. What well, I'm busting to know what that is about. Can you? Is, is he going to leave a voicemail? How do you know it's a he? Oh, the plot thickens. I reckon I might know what it is actually. Do you? About maybe about an episode. Who knows? Don't say well, any more. You're, you're in All trouble. Right. Okay, that's um, it. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy is a different teaser than me. She dances around fire a bit more. Yeah, I do, but I get away with it because I'm more innocent. Well, no, because I shut you down. <laughs> I have to shut her down. I don't know where she'd go if I wasn't here. 
Terrifying. Write her in. Write her in. We write each other in different ways. Um, but yeah, sometimes I've started doing. Have you realised I'm a bit more paranoid around you lately? Yeah. Why? Because you just say things sometimes. I think are a little bit like you think no one's going to get it, but I feel like people do get it. What? Like she'll Give put me a word an example. out. Oh, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, but what about what topics? Like oh, it could at be work, anything. people. Could, yeah, it could be sex anything. Or yeah, it could be anything. You'll be like, and then she did this. And it might be like nothing, but I'm like, that person will definitely click. Definitely know what you're click. talking about. Yeah. No oh, filter. Yeah. That's the no filter gene. I love that. That's yeah, I do gene. love that about her. But we, like my genes get it. Do you reckon it's we, getting stronger? You're, um, it's evolving. It's a little You've shit got, you're gene, getting I think. More, it is yeah. a bit. I think that's what I detect. Yeah. And I don't like it because I spend, I spend so much time in strategy in my head. <laughs> I'm like, don't blow it, please. She, you've hey, never that, blown it. That, co- that quality might get you out of jail one day. So just, you know, you've got to respect it. <laughs> yeah. It's also well, together keep, we'll survive anything. It's also keeping your life interesting. You know, it's a bit of balance. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't control everything. Right. You know what? You know what I've just detected? What? You don't like that you can't control what I say. Is that oh, what it God, is? That's what quite No, harsh. not control. No, not control. But like you don't know where it's going. It's, yeah, the, not, it's the unknown. But only with secrets. Like, I don't yeah, care any other. Yeah. You could say a normal conversation. No, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It sounded intense the way I said it, but I'm referring to the part that where you don't know where I'm going or what I'm going to well, say. Well, say, it's, for example, this person that called, yeah, yeah. you dance around that line. It, it makes me nervous because I don't want anyone to know who called. So you start to go and say he is already too much for me. Well, the fact that I, I said he because I saw it was a she, I've got all of these things going on in my head where I know what I'm doing and I feel like you undermine them by saying things and I'm like, I am I'm aware. I'm aware. All right. Well, back. Just keeping it interesting. So now everybody knows. See, I had the plan going all along. See, I'm confused Trust because me. to this, I don't know if it's a he or a she. See? So, see, there are people out there like me whose brains can only take in certain things yeah. and I'm so lost. And that's true. <laughs> no one can take in as much as my brain can. That's what I need to remember. I'm always like, people will jerry. No, lady, no one will ever jerry as much as you do. It's insane. No. But what was I even yeah. fucking talking about? You were talking oh, my about li- living yeah. away and yeah. stuff. Living away. That's right. so, uh, so as things have, I don't know just not only become settled but become delightfully settled Mm. and there's just so much of a life you know there's so many moments that you and I Christy will be having over the past few months that I've been really reflective on like you know this is our posse like we've got a Mm. group of friends Mm. them you know Christy got locked out the other night and just came around to my house at like midnight and she was like I'm so sorry and I'm like no this is our life Mm. and I love that you're around at my house because you got locked out what about two years ago we were living interstate from each other what about the fact that we have neighbors remember how we're like imagine the moment where someone we know walks past our house and it's just like hi I was washing my car once and one of our friends walked past and I felt like I was going to break out in tears yeah we was like so there's so many good <gasps> oh things God. there's so many nice like different moments different people you're meeting different things you're experiencing and a lot of that is playing out on Instagram obviously because it's my actual life yeah. and there's <laughs> two best friends in particular um that uh, you know are so happy for me and so incredibly excited and and will often come to where I live and vice versa. But I had a bit of a day today where I spoke to them both on the phone. They're shopping together and they were going, well, this is all very good and we're very happy, but 
Uh, we're kind of a bit weirded out that you did that with Christy before you did it with us. Mm. And we love Christy. They do. Oh, um, that's just a FOMO. Yeah, it you. is. It is. And so they love it and they're happy, but it's a hard happy sometimes yeah. where you're like, yeah. and I love that they're telling me that because it means that they care and I feel the same way. But I think at the same time, it's just one of those things that you still continue to get used to and maybe it never goes away. I don't know. Like I think that's just them missing you. They just want to be more involved in your life. I've got friends like I I know I feel that way about friends. Like even if they're not interstate, you know, with some of my closest girlfriends, I see them doing things with, you know, their other friends and I get FOMO. Yeah. But you know what though? That's a sign of a good friendship and an open and trusting friendship where I don't know, if you weren't as closer on the same page, you might not they might not say that stuff to you. I they love might it. I just that, love but it. they might not say, shit, that's really nice, but it feels weird like someone, you know, doing this with you before we've had a chance to. If you weren't if you weren't as comfortable or secure in your friendship, I, I don't think you say that stuff because you think, oh, my God, they, it might be taken the wrong way or it might come across as catty or jealous. And it's jealous. really nice as well because they bond on – I'm very close with both of them mm. and they've always been close but even more so I think bond on that kind of yeah. unity that we have now. Um, so that's really nice to watch – their friendship too because one of them got to their house and was like, did you see this on Instagram? And the other one went, yeah, I rang her this morning about it. And then I rang one of them back and they were together. And they so were like, good. well, we're both talking about how that happened. Uh, and, you know, that's annoying. And they, it was just <laughs> the best because I felt very loved. Um, but I felt uh, you kind of you can't sit in the sad too much because yeah. everything is good. So you don't want to be finding the one thing that's not amazing. But you know, it's some, it's, there's tricky bits to it too. Yeah, I get that. It's funny because I, I am mindful of that sometimes as the person that's with you like almost 24-7 and the fact that, you know, you live away from your, your best mates. I am I am in the back of my mind mindful of that sometimes. Yeah, but Where you, I feel yeah. guilty is the wrong word, but mm. I, I, am, I think mindful is well, the right word. Well, you've got to respect because I've always yeah. come into our yes. friendship with a very clear thing. That's right. And they know that, but in the end, you don't need to do that. You are. Have you been like, on the other end of that though, where you've seen their, their stuff on socials and you've had that kind of FOMO because you're not there with them? You have. You said it the Sometimes. other weekend when a couple yeah. of your friends were together. Yeah. And you're like, I've got so much fucking FOMO right now. Yeah, they just had a cocktail yep. and just were putting up mm-hmm. photos um, on a Friday night. And I was like, I, what I would give to just I be finishing the show and going there. and cheesing with them. I was like, so yeah, it is. It, go, it does go both it's ways. But I was, so, I was so happy they were together. And that's probably the feeling that they've had. We're so happy that you've got someone there, but then also we would like to be there too. Mm -hmm. And not, it's hard, isn't it? Because you go. But our friendship is so hard too to explain because even though they've been my best friends for, you know, 20 years, Mm. our friendship is so unique too. Mm. So I don't put them in the same categories and not really any is more important than the other. Mm. There's history and there's obviously other things, but then there's this other unique friendship that you and I have that's like, so special on its own right. So I never want you to feel like you need to play a ranking, Christy. Yeah, I know that. But it is just something in the back of my mind, I think, from the respect thing. And I don't think I'll ever lose that or want to yeah. shake that. Yeah, but I think just, I've, And in time, it might friends. not have been from the very beginning, but, you know, because they're like, this new girl, like, is around yeah. there doing everything together. Yeah. But in time, that respect thing has totally been given back to you from them. I know that. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, well, I get that feeling yeah. even though, you know. So nice. I yeah. mean, I feel like I'm in the middle of a love bubble here. Well, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. 
Well, I've got a friend who actually, um, she she was in that situation where she had, you know, like a lifelong best friend and then I came along and now she's actually not friends with that lifelong best friend anymore because that friend was jealous of our friendship. And I always tried to incorporate that friend into all our social gatherings and whenever we were together, but I just couldn't. So you were I the mindful because, friend? Yeah, you were I like was the respectful, mindful friend. Yeah. I was trying to include her in everything, but, um, you know, it just... To her, it was like, you know, this particular friend was her prized possession and I was definitely stepping on her turf. So, you know, know now they're actually not friends. Possession's not great. But that's not about, yeah, that's not about you. Your your friendship and your relationship just happened to highlight the fact that maybe she wasn't the best friend because, I don't know, I think we all have our own traits that we bring to our friendships and I think what, you know, my best, now best friend sees in, you know, sees in me as a friend is, you know, what this other person somewhat lacks. Yeah. I always think about it as people that follow bands from the very beginning. You know, if you're like, (laughs) no, seriously, if there's a band and you've been on them from the get-go, like from MySpace days, you were there and you were following them, you were going to all (laughs) their gigs, but you were buying their merch and you were, you know, giving them shout-outs and you were telling everybody about them. There's this sense of ownership over, well, I knew about them first, right? And I've come across this so often where then that band starts to get big. And then commercial radio or, you know, things start to happen for them and they get big. And then there's those core fans that were there from the very beginning then are mad at that band for being successful. And they go, oh, fuck, I've been following from the beginning. Now they've sold out. I hate them now because, you know, Johnny down the street knows them. But it's so Australian. It is. And now it's like, oh, now everybody, you know, now they're happy and now they're making money and now they're succeeding as a band or as, as a person or whoever that means that I can't, I can't be on board now, mm. you know, which I, I look like at I'm it and I'm like, like that with football teams. yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> if you were really happy for them, they're succeeding now. So you've got to be, there has to be an element of you also celebrating that. Yeah. Don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah. Don't, 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 don't. But it's tricky and it's so ingrained into our fucked up culture mm. of this, like, I don't know, just this, I knew about them first. or, um, all this kind of poor man syndrome or that you know building slowly kind of thing that everybody needs everyone owns you to some degree it's like when internationals or australians go international you know like it's a weird weird thing sometimes they need to go overseas make it and then come back yeah and then people like oh now they're cool how stupid's that we used to watch them on neighbors we've we've gone on and on and on rian and tracy it's been I, feel like, I love it. Yeah, I, I feel love it. Yeah, this is a perfect Friday afternoon oh, for me. I love it. It's just the best. The best. Every week. <laughs> yeah, you just come over. You just come on over whenever you like. I feel like I'm sitting on a couch with you. To be honest, yeah, it's really good. Are you like? What Where are you, are you sitting? Have you got a wine? You, like, what are you doing? That's so funny. You're about. To, you just went to say, "Are you sitting?" <laughs> Did I? I didn't even realize. Oh, it. she's sitting all right. Just because she can stand at a bar, Christy, doesn't mean she's fucking standing up all the time. I swear okay? to God, I didn't even. I was going to say. Are you sitting there with a glass of wine? Oh, I love it. I'm at work. I'm locked no, in the office. It's a good question because you, yeah, whatever. Well, you know, you know that we don't give a shit. Like, well, we do give a shit, but you know what I mean? Like, we're not really going to beat around the bush with you. You're in a wheelchair, yeah. but you're not bloody invincible. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, but it has been an absolute treat and so lovely to hear all of the amazing things you are doing. I love the story. I mean, I know that it would have been so horrific and hard to have that story with your mum and, and, and that moment. But I think also as well when I said before earlier that you got to cut people, like you obviously have some really good cats mm. in your life because the, to have the hard conversations with the people you love – 
fuck, that's tough. But so, she knows you, know. you well enough to know that that comment was either going to, you know, pull you, it was going to pull you out of it, which it did. I think Absolutely. sometimes you need to know people well enough to know what would resonate. You are doing some uh, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, RhiannaTracy.com.au is you. her website um, and she's on Instagram, Rhiannon Tracy, My Wheel Life, uh, and on Facebook also. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real oh. bloody delight. <laughs> Camel toes and relationships. <laughs> it's been amazing. For oh, real. We'll please. have to have you back soon. Yes, please. Bye, dolls. To it. Bye. Bye, chickies. If you haven't um if you haven't caught all of the episodes of Thinker Girl the podcast, make sure you head to thethinkergirls.com.au uh, over the next few weeks and, and make your way back. There's a fuckload of episodes. Plus we also have our radio show which we podcast every day it's called the every day podcast um and make sure you jump on board give us a bit of a review let us know if you like it and um and we'll keep doing them for you thanks cats bye guys See you next week bye were you part of this convo and want more yeah join our thinker girls posse on facebook instagram or the thinkergirls.com.au thinker girl the podcast with the thinker girls stacy june and christy mercer Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 